Welcome to Happy Hour with the Pasternaks. This podcast is for dream chasers who want to make positive changes, rise above the status quo, and take their marriage, family, and business from surviving to thriving. What up? Hello. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. A couple of them. Because we moved across the country with four kids. So who would expect we wouldn't have a lot of time to podcast in between all that? I wouldn't have. I mean, (laughs) clearly that's easy, right? Yeah. So we're back after a little break. A little hiatus. I think we've moved in. We're pretty much moved in. We've got a few things. I tried to have Mark put together a lamp for me today. (laughs) Oh, it was the death of me. (laughs) I Mark is like really one of the most patient people I've ever met, but putting together this lamp, he was like kicking the lamp across the floor. I was like, oh no. It was a manufacturer error, (laughs) which pissed me off even more than I tried to fix it. And I even tried to use WD-40 and it just wasn't. Nothing, nothing worked for the lamp. It's a really cool lamp. I'm excited to get it up, but apparently today was not the day. So Mark needs some wine. Target, it's a dud. So here's some wine. Don't be deceived. By the screw-off lid. By the screw-off lid. Does not mean it's a bad wine. It's true. So we've got a 2018 Pinot Noir from Yamhill Valley Vineyards from the McMinnville AVA. Okay, so... McMinnville. Where's that? It's in up in Oregon. It's in up in Oregon. It's in like that? <laughs> up there in Oregon. Family owned and operated. But AVAs are super cool. So if you don't know much about wines, AVAs are like tiny little sections where they can categorize different regions and grapes and it's just cool if you just look up wine avas and go to google um images it's it'll like, show you all the different little regions like yeah. everybody thinks like of like napa and you know? sonoma mm-hmm. but like there's avas even within these tiny little towns in california so there's your nerdy wine knowledge for yep your afternoon your morning whenever you're happy houring Cheers. Oh, that was a good one. I didn't even mean to do (laughs) it. It was kind of an accidental one, but. Ooh, smells very like twigs, soil. I'm having a hard time smelling because I still have a sinus infection from like. February. (laughs) February. I don't even know anymore. Since I had COVID. I have long COVID probably because I just have sinus infections now. So I'll let Mark taste the wine Mm. for me. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Some cherry, cranberry. It's almost more fun just to watch Mark taste the wine than it is to taste the wine itself. Strawberry. <laughs> Maybe a little mushroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like dirt. Yeah. You know? Fun guy. Thank you. I am a fun guy. <laughs> Mark's dad jokes have really improved in the last month. <laughs> it's what he's been working on in our hiatus. Hey, I have met more cool dads here in Colorado. That's true. We keep laughing like... In our neighborhood in Ohio, Mark always wears like a backwards hat, like nobody else would. And here it's like cool dad hat, cool dad hat, cool dad hat, like quintessential Denver dad hat. You got to do it. You got to do it here. I'm not the only one here. You got to wear the dad hat. So got to wear the dad hat. Mark's rocking it. We just moved in June. We moved from Columbus, Ohio to Denver, Colorado. So if you're just like meeting us for the first time and you're like, okay, cool, you guys moved. Big deal. No, we moved almost all the way across the country. It might not be a big deal for you, but... I mean, with four kids in tow. It was a big deal. I mean, for them. Like, they might not think it's that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. But it is a big deal. The people. The people. The listeners. Yes. Maybe they do think it's a big deal. Our wonderful dream chaser. So here's the thing, though. I think to a lot of people, it was a shock when we first told them we were moving or when people found out that we did move. And it was just a lot of like, wait, what? What's going on? Where did you? Why? What like, started all this? Like, where like, did this come from? And, you know, it's just it's not a lot of times that you see, especially on social media, that you get to really get the inside scoop, the behind the scenes of why different people made different decisions and where it came from and how long they've been thinking about it. How they did it. Absolutely. Like I remember even when we were thinking about this move, I would 
be following different people, whether they were like friends or influencers who moved or, you know, just did something crazy that kind of like seemed out of the norm or like that I wasn't expecting them to do. And I just really enjoyed following along their journey because it gave me a lot of inspiration of like, oh, what do we want to do? Do we want something like this? And I don't know, just hearing different people's stories and perspectives and just truly the logistics of like, okay, how did this happen? How do you Why did it happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. So we're just going to share a little bit of our story. Yep. Four to five years ago, you know, when we were in that survival mode, just like, okay, we want something more than this, you know, like we want to get out of this. We want to start thriving. That's when we really started to ask ourselves the hard questions of like, what do we actually want out of life, out of our life, out of our family's life? What do we want for our kids? Instead of just this, like, I just want to make it to bedtime or to the end of the workday. Like we just kind of started to see the world in a bigger picture of like, there's more than just getting a raise at work or signing on one more client or just like, yeah. What do we want? What do we want our vision to be and how do we make that happen? So when we were on the verge of our first kids, Amelia and Ruthie were starting school. We just started thinking about where do we want them to go to school? What experiences do we want them to have? What community do we want to invest in? And I mean, to all the moms out there, when your first kids are about to start preschool or kindergarten, it's really overwhelming. And it Mm. feels like you are making their whole life decision and like you need to decide what their profession is going to be and what college they're going to go to. And so here's just like something from another mom to another mom. It's going to be okay. It feels like a really big decision now, but also use this as an opportunity to kind of ask yourself those questions. Yeah, because I think those points in your life are really uh, empowering if you choose them to be because they're very stressful and and sometimes a lot of anxiety. But a lot of times you can use that stress and that anxiety. You can get that to work for you, not against you. And so for us, like this just made us think about our dreams, our goals, our current state of life, because we knew we weren't where we wanted to be. But we needed to first create that roadmap, right? That place that we wanted to get to, where we were headed. So that's when we started to list out everything we wanted for us, both individually and as a couple, and for for our family for the rest of the life that we do have. Yeah. And I mean, we went really back and forth. Like, one day we're like, we're going to move out in the country in Ohio. The next day we're going to move to the South of France. The next day we're going to move to California. The next day we're just going to stay in Westerville in the community that we ended up in in Ohio. Or one day like we woke up and Nicole's ready to move and I'm not. Or most days I woke up and I'm ready to move, but she's not. Yeah. So it was very back and forth, this thought of moving because we both grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Our families were there. A lot of our friends are there. Um, so we weren't sure, I wasn't sure that I was ready to leave that safety net of the people that we loved. So we just regularly talked about what it would look like to move, what would make it easier, what might make it harder, what we're really looking for. Like I kept saying to Mark, like, I don't want to move across the country just to like live in a shack and say we live by the ocean. You know, like we just started to really vision out, okay, What would it take? What does it look like? What are we looking for? And some of the big themes that we kept going back to, some of the visions that we kept hearing and saying to each other over and over again are, we just wanted better weather. We wanted more time outside. And we loved, loved, loved having family nearby. But for us, Ohio, I don't know if you've been there before. It has half the amount of sunny days as Denver, (laughs) and it's about seven months to eight months, depending in the winter of just gray and cold. And then the summer is great because it's you get most of the sun in the summer, but then it gets into the 90s and it's humid for two months. So you really only have like really two to four weeks, maybe if you're lucky on a season, six weeks of real fall and real spring. And so it was just really dragging on us. Like both of us like to run. We like to golf. We like to be outside. We like to hike with our kids. We like to camp. You know, we like to do all these things. And so for us, time outside and better weather was really a big theme that kept coming back. And so what we started to do four or five years ago 
was make that dream list, right? Of the activities that we wanted to do, things that I wanted, like ultra marathon running, things that Nicole wanted. Like, like a target down the street. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it was not what I'm going to say, what but were you gonna that say? was number one. I was just going to say the sun. Like, well, yeah, I, I wanted the, the sun, sun too, but, but mainly I wanted to make sure street. that there was a target down the street. But target overlooking the mountains. It's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother level, right? But what we started to do is write down all these things that we wanted and then looked at different places and started researching different cities. Nashville, Charleston, California, North Carolina, you know, and we just started to put these things actually on our vacation list. So then we would visit all these different places on our list, right? And take our family there, our kids there, just see how we interacted with the environment. And we just ask ourselves, like, what would it be like if we actually lived here? Would we like it? What are the schools like? What's the weather like? And we'd kind of like look at our pro and con list, you know, against these places that we were in. So we're like, oh, we love Nashville. We've still got some great friends there. But like, it's still that like really hot and humid in the summer. And there's not really kind of that outdoor nature adventure piece that we're looking for. So, you know, we'd just go back and forth and talk about this regularly as we were visiting places and just really visualize like, I mean, I think, probably every night almost for four years, like as we're going to bed, getting ready, brushing our teeth, we're kind of like talking to each other and just saying, okay, here's what I really liked about my day. Here's what I didn't like about my day. Here's what would make it better. Here's what I like about North Carolina, but I like this other thing about California. I mean, we just really kind of honed in on a very like micro level about what all these things would look like. And like two and a half or three years ago, we moved to the Burbs and we loved our house. Oh, we loved being in the suburbs. But like now that we're here, I look back and like one of the things that we talked about the most was like, this house is amazing, but would make it better if it just overlooked the mountains. And I feel like we said that (laughs) phrase so many times. So many times. Like we just look at each other and be like, wouldn't this be great if we were just looking out on the mountains? And here we are in a pretty similar house, a pretty similar neighborhood to where we were. And we are overlooking the mountains every night. And it's amazing every day. It's awesome. And I think something too, for me, like as we were examining this process about, you know, what are we looking for? What do we want? Um, I heard on a podcast and it resonated with me is follow your envy. And you know, we're all human. We all have a variety of emotion of emotions. And For some reason, our emotions have been labeled good or bad. Like, if you're envious, that's bad. If you're happy, that's good. But really, emotions just are. They're not really good or bad. They're just an experience that we have. And really, what they are is they're guideposts to help Mm -hmm. show us what we really want. And, you know, like, if you're really mad about something, like, you probably don't want more of that in your life. But follow that madness, right? And and discover where's this madness coming from and why am I mad? Yeah. So I really liked this idea of following your envy because it encourages you to go after what you really want. Like, if you're constantly Mm. pulling up Instagram or TikTok and seeing what other people are doing and feeling like, oh, man, I'm missing out or I'm jealous or I just wish I could be doing that too follow that. Like, don't be scared of that. That's not a bad thing. Like, obviously it's bad if you're like trying to hit on your neighbor's wife or something, like, because you're envious (laughs) of their wife, like, okay, that crosses the line, but follow the things that really make your heart and your passions come alive. Then after you figure out what you're really wanting, you can start to ask yourself, what would it take? Well, I think like too, that was a really... That was a big breakthrough question in our our own individual lives and our marriage mm-hmm. was like, I would show her vacations or she would show me vacations or properties or this or that. And I think at first we're just like, oh, that's a pipe dream. That's mm-hmm. just this. And then like, I don't know where or how or what, but like we just started to ask ourselves, what would it take? Mm-hmm. If, if we actually did that, how could we actually do How could we do it? How could we do it? How could we make it work? And then I think too, like as you start to take a deeper dive into those logistics of how you might make this dream work, you can actually start deciding if you really want to do what it takes to make it a reality. So like, yeah, we are going to throw out moving to the South of France, but then we're like, well, then we have to learn how to speak French, Mm -hmm. convert all Mm -hmm. our money to euros. Mm -hmm. And and then you realize like, oh, I don't Don't actually actually want want to do what it takes to make that happen. Whereas when you start to ask yourself that question, what would it take? And you start to like put together these logistics and they start falling into place. You're like, oh, 
this dream that I'm dreaming up is actually a, could be a reality. Yeah. And just because, you know, you dream it up and you don't do it, it doesn't mean you're not going after your dreams. But if you don't ever explore your dreams and put them on paper and be like, how could I make this a reality? You'll never, you'll never realize them. You know, yeah. and so I think going back to when we put all of these like qualifications yeah. or things that we want on paper and we started looking at different cities, right? We really thought California was it. Mm-hmm. Like we were like, I know it's really expensive, you know, but then we really started to look into it and it's like, yep, yeah, we do have to live in a shack. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have great suburbs, you know, and all the list goes on and on. And we looked at all these places and Nicole brought up Colorado like a couple times. Like three years years ago, ago. years ago. I mean, like she was super passionate about it. For some reason, it just didn't resonate for me. But I was in California for work this past year. And she's like, okay, just go Like on on your way back. Just spend a day there and just like vibe it out. See if it's a place you want to be or not be. And because we've talked about it so much, like we are so on the same page that I know, like if Mark goes to a place and like vibes (laughs) it out and it's feeling feeling right, then we're so on the same page. I'm like, well, then that must That's work it. well for us. Because like some things we were looking for was like great suburbs, you know, with lots of parks, with great schools, close to conveniences like shopping and Target <laughs> and grocery stores, a view that's inspiring even on a bad day or even if we're having a bad day, mm-hmm. right? But also with a large city that provides opportunities Airport with direct flights almost anywhere, environments that really encourage and promote our hobbies and our interests. And 300 days of sun. And 300 days of sun. You know, so we're looking at all these places with a lot of sun. And so I came to Denver, I'll never forget, in January. And it was like, oh, like, hey, I forgot to bring my coat. Right. (laughs) I just had a sweatshirt on and I was like, shoot what am I thinking I'm I'm an idiot right but it was like 35 degrees in the morning and it was pretty chilly but I went on a hike and as soon as I got to the hike in the neighborhood we were looking at buying a house it was like everybody was in like shorts or like maybe pants and a t-shirt but I was like y'all are crazy it's like 35 degrees out and I start hiking and I'm like oh I get it because you're so much closer to the sun and then like I had lunch and then I went golfing in the afternoon. It in was January. Like 58 degrees and like, yeah, there was a breeze and maybe a little chilly, but it was like, wow, I could get used to this. And it was sunny all day long. Mm-hmm. And I think for us coming from such a gray place, it just sold me. Mm-hmm. It just sold me. And I was like, I don't mind the seasons as long as it's sunny, you know, but in places like the South or even, you know, some places in California you have the seasons, but mm-hmm. It's like, we do really enjoy that about the yeah. Midwest. And and we love that about Denver too, like that it has four seasons. And so as we started looking and we really realized like, yeah, I think Denver's it. Like it's checking all the boxes. It's really looking good. So we went back to that question though of like, okay. What would it take? What would it take? How the heck are we going to get four ourselves kids. and four kids and our businesses and a our house life. that we just bought two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had just moved two years prior. Like, how are we going to get all this across the country? Like, <laughs> how are we going to do that? And so what we started to do first was we just sat down and we'd have planning meetings without kids. This is key. Because I don't know if you've ever tried to have a conversation about anything with a child in the room. Especially something major. Yeah. But I mean, like, I try to tell Mark what I had for lunch and the Mm-mm. girls are like, mommy, did you see this pony I drew? And and like quiet until you want to talk to your yeah, partner. Until you try to say anything <laughs> to each other. So we would plan days where we would have a babysitter for all day, eight all hours. day, usually yep. eight hours, sometimes four to six, kind of depending. But like a long chunk of time where we weren't planning on doing like a specific date, we were planning to have a planning meeting. And we would just sit down without Sounds kids. Sounds very Michael Scott. Plan to plan, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. All let's those. have a meeting to, to plan the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> a party committee to plan the parties. So, yeah. So, we would have these meetings to kind of plan out our move and plan out like, okay, so we have these doctors for the kids. We have dentists. You know, we have all these service providers that we already have that we're patients with that we're going to have to transfer over. So, like, 
let's start getting granular and let's start looking at our service providers. What insurance are we going to have in Denver and who's covered? Yep. And so we started looking at that. We, you know, sat down with our calendars and wrote out on our calendars, you know, before we even were putting offers on houses or putting our house up, like what's kind of our ideal timeline here? Like, obviously our kids are in school. Do we want to wait till they're out of school? Do we want to wait till the end of summer, the beginning of summer? You know, we just asked all all of these logistical questions so that we could map it out and have some sort of a plan going into such a big move. And I mean, we even planned um, for our businesses, like for a couple months before and a couple months after, like, okay, we're not going to travel as much or like, how is Nicole going to shoot weddings still if we move across the country? Or, you know, we really looked at a lot of these different pieces so that we could figure out just the logistics of Mm -hmm. how it would work. And I think going back to that too, like I want to take it back, not just like for a couple months, but like four to five years ago when we started talking about this, it was like, okay, well, how do we sustain our life financially? Because we own businesses that are pretty much planted in Columbus. Mm -hmm. And so we started to look for opportunities of how do we expand our businesses so location isn't as much of a factor. Mm -hmm. Four to five years ago, we started to look at things like, okay, what does it cost if we wanted to hire movers mm-hmm. to literally pack up our whole house, move it to a new place, and then unpack our whole house? Okay, what does that cost? Or we um, you know, started purging things from our basement and our storage because we're like, okay, I know there's a potential that we're probably going to move and we don't want to bring all this stuff with us. So, you know, it, it was a lot of little things over time and a lot of mindset shifts over time. But then just really getting back to like, if we want to do this, what would it take? And I think one of the pieces too that comes back a lot when you talk about moving, especially across the country, is like, it's it's expensive. expensive. For me, money has always been a tool to get to where you want to go or to experience the things you want to experience. And that was a big mindset shift, especially as I shut down one business and then started a couple more businesses. <laughs> and like, then a few other ones. <laughs> it was like, I used to be like, oh, I don't care about the money, right? I used to have that mindset or like, you know, like, oh, it's not about the money. Well, I said that because I wasn't secure about money, right? I was very insecure about money. It really was a mindset shift four or five years ago being like, no, I do care about the money because money is the vehicle that can help you achieve and realize your dreams and your goals. So when we were talking about moving, what we had just started to do was was um, started automatic savings accounts or savings buckets, savings buckets uh, via Ally. So like automatically every month, it would just transfer money into Ally. And we have all these different buckets that you know every month we have automated deposits going into all these different buckets, so that we're not having to think about these things and how much they're costing long term. So like we have savings buckets for vacation or for house fixes or for car fixes or medical expenses. So we started making savings buckets for moving. Exactly. And because you know, it is expensive and I'm not denying that it's not expensive, but a lot of times, well, it's expensive as an excuse to not go after what you want to go after. Right. And so instead of like, it's expensive, it's like, well, Hey, if I just save $200 now or $300 a month now, In three years, how much would that be? Would that be enough to cover my move? Mm -hmm. And it's just starting to think differently, right? Because $200, let's just do that math real quick. You do that for five years and there's $15,000. Like that's... It's significant. What we ended up doing, you know, I think especially three to four years ago, like that first year was really exploratory, more ideas, then we got practical. And so it was like, okay, I got quotes for for movers. How much are movers going to be? We were initially looking at Charleston and there was a private school that we really loved. So we literally went down there and visited it and got quotes of like, okay, if we're going to send all four kids, how much is that going to be? And so we started saving on a monthly basis for those things like moving expenses, potentially a private school, and started to save for furnishings and fixings of the house that we were going to buy. And so then we got to what would it take and how do we move? And I got new quotes because it was like, okay, let's buy a house next month. How much is that going to be? And the quotes were crazy. (laughs) They were like 
20 to 30 grand to move us across the country. And so, when you looked at Charleston, it was like 13. 15. Yeah, 13. 13 to 15, right? And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I got some time. I can work in the car. I can take meetings in the car. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hire movers to move a U-Haul that I rented or move like from our house into the U-Haul. And then I'm just going to drive the U-Haul, towing the Jeep. And then, you know what? I'll fly back. We'll go to family vacation. And then I'll fly the rest of the family and I'll just drive with the van out there. And like, was it a lot? Sure. But it was in line with our goals and our dreams. And so I ended up like cutting down what would have been 20 to 30 grand down to 6,500. So now, even though we had an ally account for furnishings and couches and the stuff in our house, all of a sudden, we found a place that has great public schools, and we only spent 6500 on moving. So we had about fifteen grand in moving expenses saved and fifteen grand saved for private schools. So that, like, that gave us another $23.5 grand to put towards maybe finishing a room in the basement or putting a built-in bar or, you know doing more things in our house. So I think when you start to ask that question of what would it take, and you start planning not just for tomorrow, but you start planning one year in advance, three years in advance, five years in, in advance, you get there, and all of a sudden, you have the money You to, have what it takes. You have what it takes. And you might need to adjust and change some things, like our moving costs doubled, but like, guess what? All right, great. I'm going to get scrappy and rent a U-Haul for 1500 bucks. load up all the stuff, pay movers that were like about 600 bucks both ways to load the U-Haul and unload the U-Haul. And I think what's great too is like with Ally accounts, there's no minimum balances. There's no fees. So really there's no risk of putting your money towards something. Like we put almost $15,000 towards private schools. Our kids are going straight into public schools. So we're able to use that money elsewhere. Like it's a zero risk thing because you've just saved extra money. And even though you're not using it towards the exact thing you thought you were going to, you have this extra money to put towards whatever next right. goals If you want to put it into your retirement account, great. But it also helps you see on a month to month basis in your checking account, like, oh, okay, I'm saving a lot more than I thought I was. So you know what, this week, let's just be a little stingy on the groceries or this thing, mm -hmm. you know. So then like it came down to, you know, the house because we looked at a lot of different markets, San Diego, Charleston, Nashville, San Francisco. And most of the places we looked and ended up buying in are like hot markets, like a Very lot of people. Markets. And I mean, this is in the middle of all the craziness housing, like it's crazy everywhere. But we also knew we were moving to a place that was more expensive than the place yes. we were in. And it's like... Luckily, our house that we just bought two years ago grew in value almost like one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand. So that helped us be able to put a larger down payment on a home. But what also helped was the property tax. Where we were living before was about three times the property tax of what we're paying here. So it's like even though we almost doubled, quote unquote, the value of our house here in Denver, the property tax was a third. Mm -hmm. So we kind of cheated on our mortgage payment in that way because that was like a thousand dollar difference. Yep. And I think this goes back to what does it take? Because I think, you know, initially you think about like a big move or a big vacation and like the flashing red light comes on in your head like it's too expensive. It's too expensive. But then when you actually take the time to like, okay, you know, let's just look at a house in Denver. Like, what does it cost? Let's look at the numbers. Let's talk to our good friend who's a real estate agent and get some of his feedback on how you can leverage things differently. And so I think once again, it goes back to that, like, what would it take and really dig into that instead of just being scared of, well, it's just going to be too expensive and throw your hands up and walk away when you really could make that dream a reality. Or like for a long, the longest time I was very insecure about finances and my own personal finances. And like, I couldn't even get there to be what would I take because I was so scared that like, there was never an option. But there actually is there's always an option. You just have to keep asking that question. Mm -hmm. And I never thought, like, it's still crazy sitting on our back porch thinking, like, uh, I own this home that's worth $875,000. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. And it's like, by the way, you can look up people's homes on Zillow and see what they <laughs> paid for. And so I'm all about being transparent with our finances. But, like, you know, I never really thought about leveraging my old home 
and the value that it went up so I could put a slightly higher down payment on this one so I could keep my monthly mortgage payment very close to the one that I had before. So that way, our debt-to-income ratio is very similar and we can continue to live the lifestyle that we've built. Yeah, absolutely. Because I just kept saying to Mark, I was like... I don't want to live in a shack. I can't live in a shack. Like, I live in a really nice pocket of Columbus, Ohio. Like, I have so many conveniences nearby. Like... If we're going to do this big move, we need to be able to keep somewhat of a similar lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like this goes into too, like how we stayed organized and how we kept ourselves somewhat sane um, throughout this whole moving process. Because obviously like we're moving with four kids. Even if you're moving to the house next door with four kids, it can be insanity. Um, and we, like we said, had just moved two years ago. And, you know, so it wasn't like, this, I didn't know what it took to move. Oh, I knew what it took to move mm -hmm. even just from our house in Clintonville, 20 minutes to our house in Westerville. You know, like we said before too, like we had been thinking about this for so long that this wasn't like a surprise move. It no, didn't we actually had a really crazy concept <laughs> when we moved into the Westerville house in the Burbs, right? And it was a move out ready condition mm. is what we called it. And I know it seems crazy, but we were like, you know what? When we moved to Westville, we purged a lot. Mm -hmm. But then we moved in and we're like, you know what? I don't know how long we'll be there, but I know that we have this dream and goal of living somewhere, somewhere else. And I don't know if it's two years, five years, 10 years, but I just know that. And so we came in together with a mentality of move out ready home. So if we had a box that we didn't use in the last home, we just pitch it mm -hmm. or not pitch it. I just pitch it. But Mark Nicole's always like, take it to Goodwill. Like, take like, it to Goodwill right, or right, like, right, see right. if somebody wants to buy it. Like or she's very good at selling stuff like home good stuff, you know, and I'm like, Facebook that's not my thing. So, you know, you yeah. split divide and conquer. But, but the that whole was a idea big thing. of like keeping your house clean and, and really that minimalist mindset. Yes. Simplified organized. So we purged a ton. Like I remember even one day, like Mark went down to our basement, which in our old house was completely unfinished. And we kind of just left as like kid, no Play man area. land. Yeah. Like one of my friends, she called it a lawless wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much what it was. It was like, I don't know. You want to pour paint on the ground? Sure. Great. Like I'm not ever going to go down we'll there. Clean so it up luck. every six months. Yeah. <laughs> But one day Mark went down there and literally just like took garbage bags and just like bagged up all the toys in our basement. And, you know, at first I was like, oh man, the kids are going to like lose it when they come down here. Nothing's down here. I kid you not. This was probably two years ago. Mm, yeah. Like a year and a half ago that Mark did this. There has not been one day mm -mm. that my children have asked me any questions about any of the toys mm -hmm. we've purged, except for the robot dog. <laughs> oh, gosh. We had a robot dog that Mark's dad got, Amelia, who is obsessed with dogs, wants a dog so bad. He got her a robot dog for Christmas and, like, was so obnoxious and made so much noise, but it was also hilarious. But I think that is the only toy that we purged that, like, every once in a while, Amelia would be like, I miss my robot dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, and so we, I would do this regularly in different rooms throughout our house. Like I would go through all the kids' closets. Like if it was too stained or ripped or doesn't fit them anymore, whatever. Like I would just go through everything regularly so that we weren't just carrying around a bunch of stuff that we're not using. And then another big thing that helped us with this move stay a lot more sane and feel at home almost right away when we got here is the house that we ended up buying. Like we knew it was the house right when we saw it. Oh yeah. We were actually in contract on another house mm -hmm. that we came out to Denver, Denver to look at on a Friday. All day Saturday, we like didn't even talk because... Mark could tell that I didn't really like the house, but we were also kind of like, it, it was a good, it deal. was a good deal. It's going to get us out there. It's in a great neighborhood that we want to be in. But I was like, I just, it's going to be really hard for me to move my family across country into this house. So I could tell she was claustrophobic. So that was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the house that we ended up buying, um, comes up as a coming soon on Zillow. Like it's so not she goes even... to work out in the morning because I'm like, just just go. Just go work out. Get just your stress out. <laughs> She's in the middle of working out. Clearly I'm on Zillow because I'm like, okay, I know that this isn't going to happen, but <laughs> I'm not I'm going to let her have her time. 
work it out. And I find a couple homes. I send her. No, I think I just found one. No, home. you you sent me this home that we are living in. I get done working out, and Mark. His, She's like, don't mess with me. No, his question on the text was like, is this what you're looking for? And I was like, are you being serious? Like, this is exactly the type of house that I am looking for. So we got out of contract on that house. We got into contract on this house. We put So we put in an offer before the house was even technically mm-hmm. on the market. And our realtor in Denver here also gave us really good advice. She said, look at houses about a hundred thousand under what you're willing to spend so that when you go in on a house, you can just like kind of put your money way out there so that you can get the house that you really want. So that really helped us in this situation because like we saw this house and we were like, I don't even have to see this house before I move in. I know this is exactly what we're looking for. And I think that's a really good thing, though, to point out is like, listen, like we all have the same time and we don't know when our time's going to be extinguished. <laughs> Mark's getting deep <laughs> Not here. Too, too I'm deep. talking okay. about like countertops. <laughs> well, I know, but like, <laughs> and I threw my thought off. <laughs> we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know when we're going to die, right? But what we do know is that we have the life that we do have, and it's the one opportunity to make the best of it. Yep. And so we were like, the whole next home we're going to move in is our home for a very long time. Because yeah, we say that. We now. Say, yeah, I think it will be though. <laughs> but like, I think one thing to note is is just like, I just want to encourage everyone to go after what you actually want. Yeah, not and a the half home, dream. Like the home that we saw first, it was like, it was a half dream. It was okay it enough. It was okay enough. This home that we bought was probably, it was probably like $150,000 more than the other home that we saw. Mm-hmm. And it was at like the height of my budget yeah. personally. And I was like, oh. And we're like, we know there might be a recession coming up. We know like you... You know those things, but you can't plan on them. And so for us, it was like, we want to invest our time, our money, our energy, our family's energy into our something, our finances that we all love. love. Not and I will just tell you, like- every night we get to see the sunset over the mountains and our kids are just like awestruck. Like every day our three-year-old Unreal. wakes up and is like... Mommy, did you see the mountain views this morning? <laughs> yes. And it's like, that's what that's what we want for our life. Yeah. And so I think like we got in a contract on this house that was like, you know, it was a totally crazy whirlwind process. Mark came out to look at it the next day and it was just like, yes, mm-hmm. this is the house. And then the best part about the house is that the people who sold it to us, who are now our friends... <laughs> have impeccable taste and like every time we'd look at the pictures of the house we'd be like I mean I would buy like all the furniture I mean like they could literally leave all the stuff on the walls and I'd Mm -hmm. be happy with it Mm -hmm. and so this really made our move a whole lot easier because we did end up buying a good majority of the furniture that they already had here we bought like their area rugs we bought their framed artwork on the walls yeah Nicole made fun of me for like upping the bid multiple times to keep <laughs> to the keep stuff, the artwork art, or just to keep any of the wall hangings is how we classified yeah. it. But I was like, babe, you know how long and how much stress you yes. go through trying to figure out what to put on the walls. And like, and since I saved so much money moving out here, I'm like, we've got it in the budget. I want to buy this stuff so that when we move in, it feels like a home or at least half a home immediately instead of just this completely blank canvas. And we feel so overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. we don't know what to hang here. Whereas Natalie, the previous owner of this house, like every day we're like, man, Natalie did such a good job. Such a good job. Like she picked this piece of art like perfectly for this space. Like unreal. So in a way we were paying not only for the actual pieces of art, but for like her expertise really of having lived here and having sat in these rooms and picked and this out art like for the wall. Gonna be their dream home and Andrew, her husband, just like did everything to perfection. Yeah. And so like that really made our move a lot easier. And obviously like you can't plan that with every Mm-mm. move. But once again, it's like... We knew what we were looking for. We knew what we were looking for. Like go after that house or whatever it is that you're really looking for instead of kind of this half 
level of it. Like if we would have bought that other house, it would have been fine. It would have gotten us out here. But I think every day we would have just kind of felt like when's the next house, where's the next move Yeah, like like, this. This just doesn't feel settled. Whereas moving into this house, like every day mm -hmm. we're just like, this just feels like the house we've always talked about. And just like a couple other little things like that we did that really, I think saved us time and energy in the long run, you know, just the basics of like, I already had very specific rooms in our Westerville house and that I knew like almost exactly where they were going to go in our Denver house. So like I would only put things that were going to go in that room, in that box to move to our Denver house and then labeled it to exactly where it was going to go. So that like we got here and one of the first days it was like the master bathroom stuff was already in the bathroom. So like as I was getting ready, I could just unbox that box get out all my master bathroom stuff that I needed to get ready for the day. And I was already moved into that room. And so like, it was very intuitive to get all of our boxes unpacked. Um, And I think another big thing we did, like this sounds so dumb, but we bought all of our boxes from U-Haul. And this is another thing where it's like, oh, on the front end, that seems so expensive. Like you could just go to- 200 bucks. But like you could just go to Kroger and get free boxes or use like diaper boxes. But like these U-Haul boxes- Phenomenal. We're phenomenal. phenomenal. Like they had boxes that you could like hang all your clothes in so that you could Dishes, just like boxes, bowl boshes, boshes, boshes. <laughs> Mark's getting wasted here on the podcast tonight. <laughs> all those small things of like having boxes actually for your plates made it so much easier to pack and unpack. And then, like we said, we hired movers really just for a few hours in Columbus to just like pack the truck so that it was actually packed efficiently. And then to just like, we hired movers again on the back end to move them into the house. Yeah. And then like, really, I think just organizing as we were putting stuff away, like I didn't open a box or like start on a closet until I was ready to like go ham and like get out all my bins and label them and like plan out where things were going to go. And then as I'm putting things away, like if something didn't have a space or as we were moving, even though we had already purged, like there were still things that I was like, we just don't need this. Like we have two ladles. We don't need a third ladle, you know? And so really purging and organizing as we've been putting stuff away to now it's like, no, everything that we brought with us has an exact place and an exact use in our new house. You know, this is granular. This is nitty gritty, but you know, these are the things I want to know about people's moves. Like, Tell me about that egg drawer you put in your fridge that just changes your life. Well, I think like a couple years ago, a big mindset shift for me was stress, right? It's like my clients are buying my stress, not my time. So same with a move. It's like, what's the most stressful things about a move? So whether it's you or your partner, I would analyze like, what do you get stressed out about the most? Mm -hmm. How can you eliminate that? And you know what? How much is that stress worth? Like put a value on that. Like, is it worth the... $200 $200 for the U-Haul boxes? Absolutely. Probably it is. Or like, is it worth it to spend 40 bucks, 50 bucks for Chipotle to deliver your food yes. one night? Like, yes. And, and look, once again, it's like plan these things mm-hmm. ahead of time and know that you are going to have these evenings when you're like, everything is in a box. I can't even think straight anymore. All the kids are screaming at me because I'm hungry. What am I going to want to do? I'm going to want to order food. So like plan that into your budget. Like, And now we're constantly like, man, why didn't we do this before? Yeah. Like, man, we should have done this sooner. But in hindsight, we look back and we're like, no, this is the perfect timing because we wouldn't have been ready. We wouldn't have had that extra budget. We wouldn't have like, now that I, I saved $23,500 from going to public school and moving myself, it's like, I'm not stressed about getting Chipotle every other day (laughs) for a month when we move, you know, because we've planned that we budgeted for that specifically. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we are sharing all of this in hopes to inspire you to follow your dreams. Whether that's like, you've just been in a rut at your job and you're like, I want to get a new one, but it's risky. Or if it's just, Yes, I want to move, you know, maybe not across the country and be crazy like maybe us, just but like to another neighborhood. I just want to move to another neighborhood, but I don't see anybody else really doing it or, you know, I'm not really being supportive Trust of that me, idea. No one else was moving across the country. Mm-mm. 
<laughs> the support was minimal. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had support, but like it was a big move, very shocking and very different than what most people were yes, doing. Yes, most people do not move across the country. And if you do, please hit us up. Let us know so we can connect. <laughs> Come be our friend. But the whole point is just like, you've got to dig deep in yourself to be like, what is it that I want? Mm-hmm. And what would it take, right? What would it take to get there? Because you see all these people on social media, you know, doing all these big things. And it's just so easy to assume like, oh, they just had the money or it was easy for them. They got lucky. And it's like, no, actually, they just asked the question, what would it take? And when they asked that question and they found their answers and they said yes, then they did it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's easy. No. It's a big mindset, mindset, mindset. (laughs) (laughs) well this podcast just got explicit parental advisory (laughs) but it's a big mindset shift into understanding and truly believing yeah anything you dream up in your head as long as you're willing to put pen to paper and put the work in you can achieve it you can do it your dreams can become a reality they're not just pipe dreams i think growing up that was One of the most frustrating things for me as a little boy, little baby Mark was like, oh, that's just a pipe dream. You can't be a skateboard pro. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fourth of July, it's another story, but I got injured on my skateboard. (laughs) Dive into that later. But like, it's just a dream. How many times have you heard that? Oh, pipe dream or it's It's just just a a dream. dream. Again, it's just an excuse because what you dream can become a reality You just have to start asking yourself, what would it take? And I think for us, the first thing that it took was just that step to get out of survival mode and to get some of our time and some of our energy back. And the way that we started doing that was by keeping up with our dishes every night, like going to bed, making sure that our sink was clean, that we never had a mess in our kitchen because we knew we would wake up more refreshed. We would have more time in the morning with our kids to do all the things that kids need us to do in the morning. And we could start our day. We knew that, or we started, um, we started keeping up with our calendars and taking control of our calendars. And so we started planning these things out. Like we had this plan for almost three years. Mm -hmm. We had it written on our calendar of like when we were going to move. And so that was a really big mindset shift for us. And then like we talked about, like we utilized these savings buckets, these ally accounts to really make these dreams a reality. Mm -hmm. So if this is resonating with you, if you want to know more about this, if you're ready to get out of survival mode and start, chasing these dreams in fact if you are i'm gonna throw you a curveball right now you don't know what's coming nicole i don't okay i'm scared if there's something that you want more of or you're like holy cow i just need to like talk through this if you go on itunes and you leave us a review we will choose one lucky winner and do a free mentorship call with you yes where we will talk through any questions it's an ask me anything one hour with Nicole and I on Zoom. To talk through this stuff. To talk through this or to talk through your life or to talk through your goals and dreams and to really help you understand what would it take. Yeah. And to write out a plan and to give you that plan so you can go chase your dreams. Because when we were in it, I just remember like I'd always be like, Mark, like how did Chip and Joanna do it? Mm. Like I would just love to sit down with them and be like, okay, so you were like had this store... Chip had this renovation business. You were having kids at the time. Like you clearly didn't have like a personal chef at the time to like make your kids dinner. Like, how did you do that? Like, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be able to talk to somebody who kind of had this vision for their life and was a little further than me so that I could just ask these questions. Pull back the curtain. Yes. And figure out like, how do you do this? Because there's no one right way. No. But having that support and that community of... People who really encourage your passions, your gifts, things you want to go after. Yep. is so important. It makes such a big difference. And we definitely aren't saying like we have it all figured out. There have been tears through this move. There has been gnashing of teeth through this move. No water bottles were thrown. No water bottles were thrown. Although Mark and I did have like a two week period where it was like, 
why are we fighting all the time just because we were both so stressed? So like, it's not like we fighting have this about spaghetti noodles, stupid, <laughs> stupid stuff, like how to cook them or something. Like, I don't know. But like, it's not like we have it all figured mm-mm. out, but we have made a lot of mindset shifts in our life and we have figured mindset out shits. <laughs> And we have figured out (laughs) different strategies that have really saved us time and energy and going from like this survival mode to really a place where we're living the life that we've dreamed of and that we've talked about. And that's just the hope that we have for all of you is like the more you can continue to value your time and understand that your time is so valuable, the easier it is for you to go chase your dreams. The easier it is for you to go live the life that you actually want to live and to be free Mm -hmm. of outside pressures, free to move along in the journey of life as you want to. Amen. That was deep. Oh, I've got more deepness. That's for another <laughs> podcast. So you have to tune in next So again, week. <laughs> yes. If you resonate with this at all, please, how our business benefits is off of reviews. Yes. So please go on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. I think iTunes is the only one you can like write a review. Or Apple Music now. I don't know. It's all who just knows who knows where the podcasts are. Wherever you can leave us a review. Write a review. We will look at all of them. And then we will randomly, we'll probably draw your names on a piece of paper and hat, like old school style. Next week. Next week. We'll draw a name and you and your partner, Mm -hmm. you and your mom, whoever you you want to come. Do you want a second entry? You can screenshot your review and share it on Instagram or Facebook because that's the only place we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we just added a bunch of things. We just added a bunch of things. But if you leave us a review, screenshot it, and share it on Instagram Mm -hmm. for a double entry, Mm -hmm. you can be entered for a free mentor session with Mark and I, which is basically just an excuse for us to to have a happy hour, to drink some wine with you, and chat about your life, and get those goals into a reality. 